Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Fort, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 28, pre-acquisition due diligence and mergers in compliance. A company that does not perform adequate due diligence prior to a merger or acquisition may face both legal and business risks. Perhaps most commonly, inadequate due diligence can allow a course of bribery to continue with all the attendant harms to a business's profitability and reputation, as well as potential civil and criminal liability. Almost compliance practitioners have long been aware of the requirement in the post-acquisition context. The 2012 FCPA Resource Guide focused many compliance practitioners on the need to engage on robust pre-acquisition due diligence as well. 2020 update made even more clear the need for robust compliance presence in the pre-acquisition phase. It stated, a well-designed compliance program should include comprehensive due diligence of any acquisition targets, as well as a process for timely and orderly integration of the acquired entity into the existing compliance program structures and internal controls. Pre-M&A due diligence, where possible, enables the acquiring company to evaluate more accurately each target's value and negotiate the cost of any corruption or misconduct to be borne by the target. Flawed or incomplete pre- or post-acquisition due diligence and integration can allow misconduct to continue at the target company, causing resulting harm to a business's profitability and reputation and risk civil and criminal liability. This language was followed up with additional questions posed by the DOJ. Under the due diligence process, was the company able to complete pre-acquisition due diligence, and if not, why not? Was the misconduct or risk of misconduct identified during due diligence? Who conducted the risk review for the acquired or merged entities and how is it done? What is the M&A due diligence for the process generally? Integration in the M&A process. How has the compliance function been integrated into the merger acquisition and integration process? Process for connecting due diligence to implementation. What has been the company's process for tracking and remediating misconduct or misconduct risks identified during due diligence process? What has been the company's process for implementing compliance programs and procedures and conducting post-acquisition audits at newly acquired entities? Such an early assessment will inform the transaction evaluation. What is the process on how to plan and execute a strategy to perform pre-acquisition due diligence in the M&A context? I suggest a multi-step approach to plan and execute a strategy to perform pre-acquisition due diligence. Number one, establish a point of contact, 
Here you need to determine one point of contact, which we, you can liaise through the entire process. Typically, this would be the target CCO of the company. It's large enough to have a full-time position. Two, collect relevant documents. Attain a detailed list of sales going back three to five years, broken out by country, and if possible, further broken down by services, all JV contracts, DD on JVs, and other third-party business partners, GTE records of the acquisition targets, top sales personnel in high-risk countries, internal audit reports, and other relevant documents. You do not need to investigate de minimis sales amounts, but focus your compliance due diligence inquiry on high-volume sales in high-risk countries. If the acquisition target company uses a sales model of third parties, obtain a complete list. It should be broken out by country and amount of commission paid. Review all of the underlying due diligence on those foreign business representatives, their contracts, and how they were managed at the contracts were executed. Your focus should be on large commission payments in high-risk countries. Next, review the compliance and ethics missions and goals. Here you need to review the code of conduct or other foundational documents. The target has to gain some insight into what they publicly espouse. And then three, go into a detailed review of the compliance program. It would include CCO authority and oversight, operational structure of the compliance program, policies, procedures, and code of conduct, training and communication, monitoring and auditing and improvement, reporting and investigation, third-party risk management, and incentives and discipline. Periodically evaluate your M&A review processes, procedures, effectiveness, benchmark against any legal proceedings, opinion releases, or other relevant information. There are multiple flag, red flags which could be raised in this process, which might well warrant further investigation. They include if the target has ineffective compliance program elements in their compliance programs or if they were in frequent breach of policies and procedures. Obviously, a target which is in financial difficulty would bear close scrutiny. Structurally, if the company did not have a formal ethics and compliance committee at the senior level or board level, this could present negative issues. From the CCO perspective, the position did not have board or CCO, CEO access, or if there were regular reports to the board, it could have an issue for compliance. Conversely, if there were frequently requests away policies, management override of controls, or no consistent consequence for management violations, it would present even greater red flags. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with today's three key takeaways. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the results of your pre-acquisition due diligence will inform your post-acquisition integration and remediation going forward. Number two, periodically review your M&A due diligence protocol. And number three, if red flags appear in the pre-acquisition due diligence, they should be cleared, uh, hopefully before you conclude the sale, but certainly in the integration thereafter. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me for the entire month of January where I take a look at some of the significant changes in compliance and FCPA enforcement. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.